0: Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Harguman captured the hawk of Shah Jahan, how they had an argument with the hunting helpers of the emperor, six, and threatened them, and had them run all the way back to Lahore. Meanwhile, Guru Hargobun was just obsessed with this hawk. This hawk likely was a northern goshawk, normally found in the northern hemisphere of Eurasia, but also found in North America. The text mentioned that this likely came from foreign lands, and was offered to the emperor as a gift. The northern goshawk is an extremely capable bird of prey with incredible agility and ability to bring down large birds like ducks and even geese. In contemporary portraits of Guru Harguman, which you can see on surijpodcast.com, you'll see that the guru is depicted with a hawk resembling the patterning of a northern goshawk. So, chapter 5 now begins describing how the hunting helpers of Shah Jahan came back to Lahore desiring to tell the Emperor of what happened. It's as if they were reporting back to the headquarters, alerting the general that their entire army has been decimated. This is how they felt. They stood in front of Shah Jahan and when Shah Jahan saw them, he asked them, why are you standing here? How far did the hawk go before you caught it? Did you even catch it or did it fly off? Why are your faces so sunken in and dirty looking? They heard this and replied back to the Emperor. Guru Hargum had dismounted in that area with his forces. We saw the hawk and the duck fly in their direction. They had a hawk of their own as well, and they let it off against the duck, which brought it down. But at that time, our hawk also went down to the ground too, and they, with great joy, captured our hawk. We got there some time after, and we saw Guru Hargum just staring at our hawk. We told them that this is ours that this hawk belongs to the Emperor, that the Emperor was hunting in this area, and they let this hawk off in the sky, it was full, it didn't swoop down on the duck, and it just flew in that direction. He listened to all of this of what we had to say, and he still didn't give it back to us. He said that he had with great effort and skill captured this hawk. We tried to scare him. We tried to use your name, but they just spoke so harshly against us. They didn't listen to anything we said, they weren't afraid of you at all and they then tried to capture us too but we were lucky that we were able to run away with our honor they will fight they won't give up the hawk they have preparations for war ready if we press them they will fight in vicious battle when the emperor heard this that the guru had stolen his most beloved hawk how his own people after requesting it didn't get it back He, in great anger, then spoke in the court, saying, This enemy is right near us. Now he's stolen a hawk with his strength, but later on, if they get a hold of a fortress, then they'll be able to fight, and they'll be able to spark rebellion across the empire. Those close to the emperor, who were slanderers of the guru, they took this opportunity then and led the emperor more down this path, saying, The guru has created such a rift, but you have been very gracious to them and haven't looked twice at him. In the time of your father, the great emperor Jahangir, his minister Chandu slandered Guru Harguman and immediately your father called Guru Harguman over along with his army. Your father kept him close. He was forceful with him and he didn't let Guru Harguman and that small band of warriors go anywhere else. But those warriors of his, they really enjoyed hunting and your father, would often go hunting with them. But those group of warriors with Guru Hargobind, none of them had faith in your father. None of them listened to your father. Your father kept Guru Hargobind in Lahore, and Guru Hargobind left this region after taking with him that daughter of that ghazi, that lawmaker. Even then, you were so graceful upon them. You forgave them for that. And now they've done something ill again. They won't be stopped unless you fight against them they'll soon enough find themselves taking shelter in a fort and putting up stiff resistance against you if you capture him then you'll be able to obtain a great fruit otherwise you're just gonna have problems sprout up if they set up in forts now you won't have any say of power against them because they in their hearts always desire warfare if you forgive them now this won't be well advised either they will just want to spark up more and more rebellion Listening to this, Shah Jahan thought this advice was sound, he called over his general Moghlus Khan, he came close, Shah Jahan treated him with great respect, sat him close, gave him a saropa, a robe of honor, he gave him lots of money, Shah Jahan also gave him a very agile and strong horse with some clothing and a saddle on it which was embroidered with gold. In addition to money, he gave him all these blessings and then said to him, Mogulus Khan, take an army of 7,000 soldiers with you. Go ahead and prepare your battalion now. Take more if you want as well and begin the mobilization. Beat the battle drums and mount up. The exalted Guru Hargobind is a great warrior, so go now and either capture him or kill him in great rage. Bring back with you though that hawk of mine. Do whatever it takes and bring it back and you'll receive even a more esteemed rank than you have now in the court. The great General Mughals Khan heard this. He was so happy. He clasped his hands together in front of the emperor and said, what will Guru Hargobind do in front of me? How will he fight against me? All for sure, go there and capture him. My army, my soldiers are at the ready and are hella strong. They forever desire vicious warfare. How will the Guru fight against us? In what possible manner? will they be able to stand in front of us and put up a resistance Shah Jahan heard this and he was super enthusiastic about it all he said in the court amazing amazing so Mughals Khan put on that robe of honor that sropa he left the court he met up with his respective ministers and told them all go collect your various battalions start sounding off the battle drums mobilize and excite all the warriors so Moghlas Khan, he had his commanders. They all quickly went and got everybody mounted up, strapped up with weapons and all. They had great amounts of karga swords, rifles, spears, and quivers filled with arrows. They strapped all these weapons on them. They were all supplied with gunpowder and bullets to their heart's content. They had placed other supplies on camels, and in mounting up, a great roar spread over the city of Lahore. The vicious death itself was orchestrating this all out, dragging these soldiers into this conflict as they mounted up on their horses. The Mughla's Khan then in great anger looked towards his vast army. In such arrogance, this idiot, this fool, didn't realize that death was approaching him. When he left his encampment, battle drums were sounding off so loudly. Yet, above his entire army, vultures were flying, circling in the sky. Along the path, there were people crossing carrying wood over them. The army's horses were sad. They were crying, tears were flowing from their eyes. They wouldn't move forward. They would just, at any chance they get, try to sit down. The warriors had turbans and they were falling off their heads. Jackals were crossing the path, barking, screaming. Deers were also crossing on the wrong side of the path and crows were making such a horrible shrieking noise. All of these were inauspicious signs that they saw. Death was approaching them, but they had no idea and they continued to travel down that path towards Amritsar. The Guru's congregation in Lahore, they heard about this and they quickly sent a letter over to Amritsar to give word to the Guru about this. On the letter it read, To the exalted Guru Harguman, who knows all, but even then it's our duty, it's our responsibility as your servants to let you know that the Emperor has been angered due to the hawk situation and is sending a large army towards your direction. They said with great anger that they will either capture you and the hawk or kill you and has sent a great minister, Mughlas Khan, as a general, who has mounted up along with a great army. You are all-powerful, O Guru Hargavan. You know all the tactics and strategies. So destroy all these malish, these barbarians, and obtain victory. Our tharam, our duty, is to tell you, though, of this news. Thus, we've written this letter. But you are the one to take care of all matters so the messenger was sent with this letter he was told to go in great haste very quickly so this is what was happening in lahore but meanwhile all saints who are listening to these stories listen to how guru Hargobind was hunting and then reached back at their residence in Amritsar. they enjoyed their dinner and then went back to bed they woke up in the early morning of the next day, they went to the location of Logarda Fort an elevated position about a kilometer west of the Sahib. All around that Logar Fort they had built a wall, some of which was heavily supported and fortified. It was constructed with large timber, built up and fortified to destroy the enemies. Guru Hargobind at that point instructed some of the warriors, a small battalion, to be stationed there. He commanded them to forever remain on guard there. Meanwhile, he came back to the Akal Thakat. He seated there on the throne of the immortal with his warriors around. It looked beautiful like Indra, the god of heaven, sitting in the court of the heavens, surrounded by the Devtas. Guru Hargobna held court there with his warriors. His warriors were on guard after capturing the hawk. Guru Hargobna was requested his weapons and placed them on an elevated position lighting incense around them, placing grand garlands of flowers on them, and sprinkling sandalwood with great affection. He held a beautiful whisk, waving it over the weapons. And this is how the Guru worshipped his weapons, in great enjoyment and happiness. There were wide, thick swords there, along with vicious arrows and quivers. Very strong and heavy bows were there, with thick drawstrings along with rifles which were dripping in gold. Such was the fantastic play of the drama that the Guru was orchestrating for war and great enjoyment. Meanwhile, Mata Modri was preparing for the wedding of her daughter, getting all the supplies ready. The dowry, she was collecting great amounts of supplies, beautiful jewelry made from jewelers there in Amritsar, also beautiful clothes were being sewn. This is how she was preparing for the wedding and this is how chapter five concludes. In the next episode, we're going to hear how the battle kicks off with Sikh forces putting up a fierce defense at the Logar Fort. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, i like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs> ਕਰਨ ਪਰੰਗਾ ਤੇ ਤਰੀਗਾ ਗੱਟਕੇ ਚ ਕਰਿਆ ਜਾਵੇ ਗੁਰੂ ਅਰਜਨ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਦੇ